Welcome to Archie Digest, the Riverdale podcast. This is a podcast. It's about a story that's about a town. And this week, this, this town has like a song in its heart. It's a long song, very violent. We're talking about chapter 31, A Night to Remember, otherwise known as the musical episode. My name is Chris Hayner. I'm Russ Burlingame. My name is Carrie White. No, it's I mean, Craig Byrne. <laughs> My name is Michelle Kern. That's right. There's four of us tonight. Finally, it's not just a bunch of dudes talking about a show that is not aimed at them at all. <laughs> True. Although I argue that most times musicals are aimed towards me because I love them, uh, unless they're musical TV shows, which is usually something I don't love. What do you think of the musical episode? I was... Uh... I, I was warm to it. I, I didn't. I didn't love it, but a lot of that was the musical of it all. I like a lot of what they did story wise, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm interested to see how much of it sticks because, like, one of the things that Riverdale seems to be doing this season is having plot developments that just last for one week and then get immediately undone. Oh, you mean like the Betty and Veronica thing, or the car? Oh, the car! Oh my god, the car! Or Phallus. Yeah. Oh my God! There really was a lot of that this week, wasn't there? Or yeah. uh, Archie and his dad having drama. Aw, uh, they always have drama though. So that's that's because Archie's terrible. <laughs> I you know, okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll get into that first. First of all, I have to say I, and I think I made I think I made it clear on this very podcast of the past. I was ready to this musical episode. Uh, I don't like musical episodes. I. Think they're dumb and most of the time done wrong. I didn't mind this one once you got past the opening five minutes because at least they were singing for a reason. Yeah, the opening five minutes reminded me of Glee. Oh my god, yes, and I hate Glee. Um, (laughs) they're just singing to sing for the sake (laughs) of singing. It had nothing to do with anything. And then all of a sudden, they're like in the cafeteria and they're doing a weird chair dance. It has nothing to do with the play. And I hated it. But yeah. But then once they actually finally got toward the musical part of the musical episode and the carry of it all, I kind of dug it. But I don't get So I guess they're like sophomores or something, right? They're only sophomores in the play. Sorry. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> they're only and- sophomores at. This this show is basically like community. I feel like the rest of the high school secretly hates these people for constantly making everything about them. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. But Absolutely. also, even yeah. even we even got we so the press got a playbill and they had posted yeah. photos of it on Twitter. I got so many replies, like oh, they couldn't even put like Fangs, the assistant director, in it. Instead, they got Jughead. And I just imagine that being the tone of the school. Why is everything yeah. about these five people? Yeah, exactly. Um, I did like about the episode, though, that it probably, like, earlier in the season, I complained a little bit about how the show sometimes didn't feel like Archie Comics. 
this kind of did feel like Archie comics where you just throw those ca- random characters into situations like this, including Chuck, who just came out of nowhere and, you know, started singing with the gang. Bro, he's trying to rehab his image, bro. I mean, you know, here's the thing, though. I'm fine with that because they already established that he's, like, trying to be a better person. And, so, the, and you know, last time he tried that and everybody was like, no, because you're a piece of shit, so we're not interested. Right. Uh, and it's a, it's a weird situation because of course, like the things he did in his previous appearances were like genuinely despicable. And so you get into that thing of at what point do we give a person a second chance versus when it's like kind of icky to be making it like, Oh, it's no big deal that he sexually abused people. Like it's a balance, but I really like Jordan Calloway. It, in general as an actor and particularly in this episode as a performance. And so that goes a long way. I, here's the thing. I agree. However, I, we, I just rewatched the episode before we started recording and uh, uh, Veronica says something. She's like, you know, like we forgive you because you've been the very picture of a Victorian gentleman, this entire episode. And I'm like, how he's literally just stood there and sang when it was his turn to sing. What has he done in front of the audience that actually makes you want to forgive him? There was a weird moment when um, when Cammy was doing the like the chair dance thing where she had her ass like in the air, and mm-hmm. he had like a direct eye line to her ass and demurred. And I'm wondering if it's supposed to be like, oh look, the girl who I w- who I've like fetishized is sticking her ass in the air, and I'm I'm being a good boy and like. <laughs> ignoring that and that's supposed to be somehow indicative of something but if so i feel like there was something that got trimmed from that scene that would have made it explicit enough to be that yeah. like people would catch it you know i also love how all these kids can afford like 1970s clothes and hairstyles yeah like perfect um, 1970s I'm, hairstyles i'm assuming i'm assuming there is a hair and makeup department and uh <laughs> riverdale's a very old like as, as, i mean if they can get murders, alice cooper in the play I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe they just raided Alice Cooper's closet. That's very possible. I, I do. It's it's kind of weird that Alice uh, so perfectly matched the like movie version of Carrie's mom in the uh, the the deaths the gruesome death scene, but not <laughs> as much as Midge did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you think, Michelle? Um, I, uh, like you, was primed to despise it, so I was pleasantly surprised when I was like, oh, this isn't horrible. It's not yeah. certainly not the worst TV musical I've ever watched. Ooh, quick question. What is the worst TV musical you've ever watched? And mm-hmm. what's the best that's not Buffy? I think that's a good question. Uh, the Buffy musical was pretty good. Yeah, the Buffy musical like was beside- pretty good. Scrubs was good, too. Yeah, Scrubs would be much- if- if I was if I was going outside of Buffy, I would probably have. Yeah, yeah. I've never watched the Buffy one because I've never watched Buffy. Bro, <laughs> what are you? What what life choices are you making? <laughs> I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again, man. Outside of comic books, I'm a terrible geek. Like I just don't connect with most like super genre stuff. Uh, I never finished Buffy, but I did see the. Uh... The musical episode. That's 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 acceptable. 
Yeah. That's fair. Uh, mostly because like everybody and their mother is like the Buffy musical is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And so I was like, I guess I have to watch this. It's definitely yeah. not though. It's not, I, but it's, it's, it's fun. Not, it's not, it's not even the best. Hello. Hello. Did I fill the room by saying no, it's not no, the best you, Buffy episode? No, no we, you, just, we lost you for a minute. You said it's not even the best, and then you went silent. Oh, sorry. It's not even the best Buffy episode. Oh. I know that a lot of people have said it's in the top five. I, I don't know. I, as somebody who's not a big fan of the show, I'd never really paid enough attention to know whether it was supposed to be the best I have this I'm like, willing underlying to uh, hate for it because because it exists, other TV shows feel the necessity to make musical episodes. Hey, Smallville never did it. <laughs> yeah, but it's Smallville like, did a lot of terrible so We're all going to do it. I'm like, choices. no. Stop it. <laughs> I love it when Michelle is here. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, um... partner, my partner in Chris Torment. <laughs> The, we got hey, listen, is, we got some evidence to support our theory this week. I'm just saying. Oh, Sheriff Keller was no. backstage looking. Uh, at literally, literally, everybody was backstage. Well, what was he doing backstage? Like, he's not in the music. His son was the his son's the director of the play. What were Fangs and Moose doing? What was Moose doing back there? What in was the Chick Cooper doing back there? Chick was Moose in the play. Well. Is he? His mom, well. Is Moose in the play? Yeah, Moose. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought he was just stomping around being all sad. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, no, I here didn't... he is, ensemble. So was Mitch cheating with Fangs? Oh, yes, man. That was, the, okay. Yes, that was the idea I got when, uh, J I think Jughead, right? Yeah, burst walked in, in yeah. On yeah. Mid or not burst in, that sounds really bad. Uh, <laughs> walked in on, to Midge's room. And Fangs was there, and they were very close. He's like, oh, I'm just like helping her run lines, man. Because yeah. I thought and Kevin then... and Fangs was going to be a thing. Yeah. No, but now Kevin and Moose can be a thing, and I'm so excited. Well, and that's Moose what just because... lost his girlfriend. She's Moose was... dead. He doesn't really like her Moose anyway. It's fine. He was super upset that seemingly he found out she was cheating on him. But, like, yeah. he's been literally cheating on her with another dude. Forever, he's a teenage boy. Yeah, but that's like a thing about Moose in the comics. Always, like you know, Moose and Midge aren't boning in the comics because it's Archie comics. But he's still yeah. possessive of her. I have to wonder if maybe, if maybe the bigger issue is that is that Moose was uh, uh, possibly interested in Fangs. Like, because that would it, maybe that would make some kind of sense. Because you're right. Like, it doesn't make a lot of character sense that he would be but then again i do feel like this episode because it's a musical episode i feel like a lot of it happens almost kind of out of continuity or out of timeline and then they just kind of threw in some elements to make sure like no look really it's happening now uh mm. which is yeah. which is part of why i'm i'm you know kind of concerned that some of the plot movements will go away again next next week because i'm just like this episode kind of feels like it could have happened any time. And then they just, because even, I mean, relative to other musical episodes, this one spent so much time singing, like so much time. I feel it, like it did. Yeah. It did, yeah. Like 85% of the time they were singing. Yeah. I well, really like, feel and, like there was. Now here's what just, I'll say. Okay. As, as far as that goes though, the majority of the singing was really good. Yes. 
um, yeah. like except for the opening number, it's horrible. Where it sat, it, like it, it honestly sounded like KJ had a like the flu or something. <laughs> yeah, um, it was so so weird. And it was a it's a crime against humanity that they did a musical episode without the Pussycats in it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's weird. And that Josie really didn't sing a lot. Yeah, she just yeah. she just had her beef with Cheryl, her singing beef. <laughs> yeah. Over it was yeah it was yeah which I totally forgot about until this episode <laughs> that feels like it was years ago no oh I know and uh god this episode feels like it's supposed to be like the house cleaning episode that like we set up all of these conflicts for the last <laughs> five weeks and now we're gonna try to set everything back to zero so that that way when we focus for on the black hood for the rest of the season, there's not a million dangling plot threads. It, it's I all mean, Sheriff Killer. Except like, yeah, now, but now I feel like there's even more plot threads because A, clearly the black hood is back, but now, but like there's something, first of all, okay. <laughs> A kid is dead. A kid has been murdered in, in like a super brutal way in the middle of the play. Yeah. Kevin had proof that this was going to happen and kept it to himself. Yeah. Jughead knew about it because he was filming the whole thing. Like, but they thought was, it was Ethel who left the notes. At least at yeah, first. But, but, but I don't thing. really care. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> you know, you know who doesn't give a shit? Midge's mom and dad. Well, but the threat was against Cheryl, and Cheryl's not in the play. Right. Well, no, but but in a larger sense, the threat was... I felt like the threat was against Carrie. No? No, No, I thought it was Cheryl. It definitely said Cheryl. Uh, Even so, I think that it's one of those things where when you... I feel like it's one of those things where when you uh, make that call to essentially obstruct justice and then somebody dies as a result, you don't get to try to plead out on a technicality. Uh, I also thought it was really funny because I'm also watching the other show. Shannon Purser is doing rise on NBC Mm -hmm. and she's in like a school play. So it's funny to see that parallel, but also the parallel didn't, is it just me or did they dress her up like Barb from stranger things? Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. 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 I feel like they did that for Ethel a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this time it was a little more evident, simply because Stranger Things has like the '80s aesthetic, and so yeah, they they were they were able to kind of skew the '70s a little bit later and make it look like, oh yeah, this is this like they put her in all the browns and stuff from like that you would have seen as really popular in the late '70s, early '80s. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, that that bothered me a lot, and it bothered me that this merited enough interest that Jughead started investigating it and filming stuff and snooping around, but not talking to any adult authority. Like, I feel like there does at some point need to be a conversation with these kids about the fact that, like, you aren't actually the fucking sheriff. <laughs> but you know what? In their defense, though... In numerous occasions, their investigating has actually solved the crime, and the police has not. Well, I I I get that, but but that's not how the law works. But But Sheriff Keller couldn't catch a cold. 
Here's the thing about their investigating, though. This, uh, like, when Jughead, for some reason, I can't even begin to understand, brought Betty into his investigation instead of, I don't know, a cop. The worst. Yeah. She was like, so, I mean, Ethel, but, like, isn't <laughs> Did it you funny? Kill anybody? Isn't it funny? Like, yeah, like, you wouldn't send a threatening letter, right? Wink, wink. And yeah. Ethel's just staring at the camera being like, I'm not stupid. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, this, here, okay, this, I feel like this is going to sum up so many things. My look at this episode in a nutshell, it's the episode where Archie was smart and everyone else was dumb. Oh, yeah. Which absolutely. never happened. It's like reverse Archie, It's very <laughs> weird. Archie was reasonable and, like, he made a good decision and, like, he had a really good bonding moment with Luke Perry yeah. and everybody else was <laughs> stupid. They were yep. stupid and they're making stupid Ugh. Are yeah, Alice and Hal stupid for getting back together? Absolutely, no. Hal sucked. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Wait, wait, uh, stop. What? There's <laughs> What? Did I didn't you, hear. You Michelle, you like Hal? I do like Hal. <laughs> Hal sucks. What, what are you talking about? I feel like Hal is misunderstood. <laughs> Uh, you know so what I think about choose between what? FP and Hal. You pick Hal. Oh no, I pick <laughs> FP, but Alice can have Hal. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it goes. Hal don't ride no motorcycle. He ain't cool. He ain't shit. Here's my I love, thing. I love Hal Hal is so, Monroe, though. Hal is so yeah. gonna die. Oh, um, like, Hal is the Black Hood. No, he's not. He's gonna die. He's dead. Like. Wow. I, I, I wow. have no I, I, I am convinced that he's not gonna make it out of this season now. Because I feel like, you know what, you've gone a little bit a little ways towards like trying to redeem him and you, you get and like they played up this idea that like Alice doesn't want to be alone and that even though she doesn't really care that much about him, having him back is is making her life better. It just feels to me like, yeah, this dude's dead. This dude's so dead. <laughs> uh I, I was watching it and that's just that's the note that I wrote. Hal is so going to die. Um, that makes me. I mean, just, I don't like Hal, but that makes me so sad. I, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I really, really don't think so. Let's just it hope just that when he dies, like, he takes Chick down with him. Oh, please! That I'm down for. Please, okay. that I am down for. If I have, to, if I have to uh, lose Hal so that Chick dies too, that's I'm cool with it. Let it, let it. <laughs> lose. Wow. I didn't know you were such a like a like a Hal loyalist. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've always just liked Hal, and I feel like Hal and Alice are like equally terrible, so they sort of deserve each other. Oh mm -hmm. my god! Why would you say such things about Alice Cooper? I'm offended well, uh, by everything. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I have a little bit of a hot take, and I'm sure I'm probably the only person that feels this way. But. Uh -oh. Yep. Just turn your microphone it's coming. on. It's coming. I have oh. had enough of Alice Cooper this season. Huh. Oh. 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 I feel like Alice is eating the show. She is not the main character. Why is she on every week? Why, Why is she, she not the main character is my question. Right. Be the main I, would, I would much rather <laughs> watch uh, Alice Cooper's Riverdale. Starring uh, also my daughter. I, I will say I am... I am 
I understand where, where Michelle's coming from, but I strongly, like, I, I will watch 40 minutes of Alice Cooper a week over 10 minutes of the Hiram and Archie show. I'm, yeah. I'm just so done with oh. that dynamic. Oh, oh yeah. That's uh, I'm, I'm really glad that Archie, like, stood up to him this week, although I don't know why the hell he did it, because there was no real explanation. Like, His dad was going to buy him a car, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, may, uh, it's just such a weird, like, it was so abrupt, like, the, the 180 that he did. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't get, like, like his whole thing of, like, and don't don't try to get between me and my dad, dude. And I'm just like, you literally chose him over your dad when your dad gave you the option twice in the last three episodes. Yeah, you've chosen him over your dad dozens of times in the last two, two weeks. Like, yeah. he, he See, Archie wouldn't have made these mistakes. Sorry. Archie would not have made these mistakes if he watched Smallville, where Jonathan Kent told Clark not to take a car from Lionel Luther. And Clark had to listen. I got it. I gotta go, guys. I can't be here anymore. <laughs> That's the second uh, time you've done this. This episode, calm down. Yeah. Uh, can I? Can it's I like it's like you're on red. It's like you're on red K or something, Craig. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> go ahead, uh, Russ. Can I just? I just want to go back to one because I'm I'm looking at my notes and one thing that I think that we're not gonna go back to unless I force us to. Um, the chick, the Chuck, uh, the the Chuck of it all. I'm like, I'm glad to see that he's being redeemed. I do think it'll be interesting to see what happens next with this character. But it's super shitty for Kevin to have sprung him on his sexual assault victims plural without saying anything. Oh, but this holy- is the same asshole who was over hanging out with chick last week. Yeah. Oh, I know. Kevin's well, not bad friends. Is the moral is a- of this season that Kevin is awful? Kevin is awful, and his father is the Black Hood. No. I still stand by Claudius being the Black Hood. I really do. No, no. Uh, Claudius is... Clifford is the Black Hood. Well, yeah. But Um, that's that's what we were... Uh, Here's the other thing. I finally... finally, And I'm not sure exactly how it fits together, but we were talking last week about how one of the things that bothers us is the lack of focus this season, and the fact that you know, what the hell does Hiram have to do with half the stories that are going on, and yet he's the main focus of the season? And I'm wondering, could it be that that uh, Claudius slash the Black Hood slash, you know, some other major player who's involved with the Black Hood side of things, or with one of the other major stories, is helping to foment dissent against... Uh, against uh, Hiram within his organization because obviously we were if you remember Clifford and Hiram had <clears throat> business fallings out that have been totally unexplored since Hiram got out of jail. Hmm. Hmm. And so I almost kind of wonder like wait is that actually a thing like is is the Claudius of it all like a way to address this lingering plot thread from season 1 that we've all forgotten existed? That and if if so, I'm kind of there for there for it. Like if if they made us think like this is a disorganized mess for ten weeks, and then they're like, huh, "Fooled you? No, look, this is a thing that we laid out in the season one finale." I'm kind of like, "Wow, uh, it doesn't make some of the well, episodes all that much better, but at least it does tell us that you had a plan." Well, you know, it's thing. kind of like uh, oh, 
you want to say what you were going to say, Chris, I and then I'll say here's here's the thing. If that happens, I refuse to believe it's something they've been planning since the season. <laughs> not not possible. No possible. What I was going to say is. I was thinking about Veronica Mars season two and how there were a bunch of episodes that seemed to have nothing to do with the overarching plot, like the VD and that sort of thing. And by the end of the season, we realized, oh, it is all connected. It was that person. Cool. But, you know, like Veronica Mars season two was a much better season after you'd seen it already and knew what to expect. Riverdale season two could very well be that, for all we know. Maybe. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, again, I, I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, again, I, I'm just, I'm mostly sitting there looking at the fact that I'm convinced that Claudius is going to play into the bigger story in a way that we haven't seen yet. And I was trying to kind of permutate how that would look and realize that like, Oh shit, you know, he actually might tie into the Hiram thing. He's Papa Poutine's cousin. Oh, speaking of which. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Disco Prize. <laughs> chapter 34 coming out in three weeks. Uh, the description of the episode says something along the lines of, uh, and uh, a familiar face returns looking for revenge on Hiram. I'm wondering if that's Papa Poutine. I can't remember which of, was it Agent? Because I thought it was Agent Adams who supposedly killed Papa Poutine, right? Who is Agent Adams? Oh, Agent Fake Agent, Name. Agent Fake Name, yeah. Oh, I know that. Right, guy. he told Trench Archie Trench. that he was found dead, but we don't actually know if that's true, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been saying the whole time that there's a decent chance that Papa Poutine was not really dead that that was all part of like some, and at first I thought it was like part of Hiram testing Archie. Uh, and then later it became, Oh, there really is a civil war going on in the mob. And I wonder if, if Hiram's people were compromised. And then we found out that yes, Hiram's people were compromised. Although I cannot a hundred percent remember if it was Adams or uh, Andre who supposedly had killed Papa Poutine. And if it was Andre, I think it's safe to assume he's dead. But if it was Agent Fake Name, I think it's there's a 50-50 chance that he comes back. Oh, my God. This is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not feeling that. Why did this yeah. show become like a, like a mafioso drama? Mm. I mean, we kind of knew that that was happening going into season two because Hiram was going to be like... Yeah, but I don't think we expected Archie to join the mob. No, <laughs> or to be at the start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feels like three years ago, but it was only like ten episodes. Oh, I know. Such it's funny because this so this weird. this week he had his first like shirtless scene in a while when he was doing his push-ups, and I was like, since he doesn't like do anything anymore except for you know break legs for the mafia. I was just like, what is he working out for? It's not football. And, like, he just has good metabolism. He's got to look good for his lady, man. Yeah. I did appreciate I mean, in the I, beginning that um, Fred said to him, I'm glad you're getting back into your music. Like, There was a mention of the fact that yeah. RG had sort of just dropped that. Well, he did transform yeah. the garage for him. Right. Yeah. 
Predators and then Archie transformed it back this week. <laughs> Raj. <laughs> uh, can I, can I, I, so I'm looking at my notes and I, I've got something in yeah. the episode. It, is it weird to anyone else? Like, I know we talked about how weird it is that Alice is in the play. Play, mm-hmm. yeah. Playing Carrie's mom, which you might expect, like, it kind of makes sense because, like, she's, like, an adult. However, Josie also plays an adult. So in theory, they're playing the same age. Yeah, the weird and and that makes it's it's only made weirder by the fact that Kevin has that throwaway line about how like there's nothing worse than uh, age inappropriate casting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, is that supposed to be a joke about like the, the show Harry movie? <laughs> like, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's a, it's such a weird thing. Also, you cast a teenager as the only other grown up. Yeah, I don't exactly. Uh, so yeah, that was a weird thing. Uh, but oh, uh, I I have a note here. uh, Uh, As official documentarian, you're sworn to secrecy. And then at the end of that quote, I say about this thing that I know you're recording for posterity. Yeah, that's like when you watch reality shows, though, where people like, oh, somebody better not ever find out that I'm doing this right now. And then it airs on TV a month later. Yeah. Well, here's what I here's what I will say. I, I I thought the like on the surface the idea of like we have a school play documentarian, it was clearly just the easiest way to get Cole into the episode. Yeah, I get right. it. He doesn't want to sing. Whatever. Um, I thought it lent itself to some really interesting angles and ways of viewing the episode that we don't normally get. That yeah. made it feel like a different kind of a show. Yeah, I, Which I think is think, a very good, like it's a cool thing. Like, I, I, I thought really the, cool. the way they utilized, yeah, the way they utilized his footage, I thought really, really well. I honestly think that the way they utilized his footage went farther towards making this feel kind of different than mm-hmm. a lot of the musical sequences did. Yeah. Yep. It looked like a concert film. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, that's pretty cool. Enjoyed that, um, even, even if on the surface it made no sense. Yeah. Uh, another note I have, uh, just because I we, we can kind of talk about both ends of this story at the same time. Nobody notices that Archie's car is parked on that street overnight, in spite of the fact that they all noticed that the murder guy's car was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the murder guy had a shitty car in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> Archie had a nice car in a nice neighborhood. That's true. That's true. That's fair. Uh, I will say I do like the fact that when he goes and like sells his crap and gets the crappy car that they can fix up, it's clearly the jalopy from the comics and the cartoon. Yeah. 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 I I thought that I thought that was a nice touch. Um, however, yeah. Archie's gonna be weird if he drives that thing to school. <laughs> yeah. Like, all fixed up. Yeah. Because he it, it's, is like it's, a 1930 car. Yeah, it's 2018, and people can be like. What do you mean this thing only plays eight tracks? I don't understand. What's an eight track? I don't think that thing even plays an eight track. Because it doesn't have a radio. <laughs> AM only. AM only. <laughs> so yeah, it only takes good. leaded gasoline. <laughs> uh, oh god. Um. Oh, I hope Monel the- doesn't try to ride in it. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wanted to touch on Cheryl, who killed. 
killed it throughout. I thought yeah. killed it throughout this entire episode from her proving she can sing by singing at everyone, I guess, to mm -hmm. her singing reconciliation uh, with Josie. But most importantly, yeah. when she literally covered herself in blood and went, yes. to, went to fuck around with her mom. And I, I, mean, I wrote this down because it made me laugh. Penelope says, Nightmare child! <laughs> <laughs> Which I you think are is from <laughs> I know, and I, I loved it. I, I thought all, and, and I love Cheryl demanding emancipation and saying she wants to take care of her. Like, Cheryl has really taken a turn for hero in, mm -hmm. these, like, in this last run of episodes, and it's so exciting to watch. It's funny. I just hope they don't dial back next week on that. Yeah. Same. It's fun. It's funny because at the end of last season, they did that whole thing where they were like, Archie's going to be Spider-Man now. You know, this is his moment. It's going to change him forever. And he's going to be a hero. And then you turn him into like what you've turned him into this season. And a you villain. turn Cheryl. Yeah. Objectively just a villain. But then you turn Cheryl into a hero. Uh, so it's a weird kind of fun, uh, <laughs> I guess subversion of expectations, except I don't think it was intentional. So I guess it's just. I also appreciated the Dark Phoenix reference because I think Madeline would make a good Jean Grey. True story. Just putting that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I want also, to mention I that Tony was adorable with her little pigtails. Oh, yeah. Well, oh there's like God, a part yes. of skipping down Which the Which was hall. an outfit from the original movie that mm. somebody was wearing. Yeah. Super cute. There. I like the uh, moment when uh, Tony told Cheryl, "Like you're not done being Carrie yet." Yeah, yeah. It made, I love me, think that. That, it made me think that this entire thing was Tony's plan, and that mm -hmm. badass. Yeah. Wait, uh, wait. Okay, serious question: Do we think, as Tony's girlfriend, Cheryl will join the Serpents? I don't think so. I feel like Cheryl is too is. I don't know. Cheryl. I mean, maybe, but I, yeah, I feel like Cheryl is not a joiner, which is funny because, of course, she joins I mean, fucking everything, but. She does. Also, I didn't expect Betty to join the Serpents either, and here we are. That's true. <laughs> I mean, the, what I think, I think the thing of it is that if Cheryl were to join the Serpents, I think Cheryl would be in charge of the Serpents within an episode and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but, I believe that. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, I have a note. I have a note here, and I don't realize to. There is no lighting better than pops. Did they go to pops at all in this episode? I don't remember them being at pops, yeah, but some um, of it I was. Alice was at P at. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was. Oh, poor FP. <clears throat> poor FP. Just such a this poor guy. Alice being like, hey, I'm in the high school musical. Are you going to come see me? Yeah, <laughs> Alice came, so came out weird. super flirty at him, man. Very yeah. Alice. She was acting like a high school kid. Mm -hmm. And FP was like, no, nah, man, I'm a grown-up. I have a job. I flip burgers or clean tables or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's... That I'm I'm not sure what they're trying to do with that, and part of part of my <clears throat> kind of certainty that 
uh, Hal is going to die is because I feel like this episode was literally just them doing their damnedest to create some kind of artificial uh, obstacle for FP and Alice. And I feel like Hal's death after she like briefly reconciles with him would be a season long excuse for them to like keep doing the will they or won't they thing next year. I, I, I suppose so. But I mean, cause this is the episode where we also got the confirmation that, uh, uh, Chick Cooper is definitely not, um, Hal's kid. And well, didn't I know Alice admit that, to, to didn't Betty, Alice admit yeah. that to Betty. Oh, yeah. did she really? All right. Yeah, she already said it to Betty. Yeah. Ignore, ignore me. I take it off. Cause, well, because remember, it was when Betty uh, had the, the the paternity test done, and she was like, "He's not even a Cooper," and she's like, "No." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Good catch. Good catch. Um. So we still don't think he's FP's kid, right? Definitely not. I, I don't know. I'm still like I. Oh, I mean, I, definitely not house kid. I mean, never mind. Sorry. I, I'm. I don't think so because I think that he's gone too far in the direction of like he's creepy and he needs to go. And I feel like if he was FP's kid, they would need to keep him for future seasons. Oh God, no. Hmm. No, he needs to die. And so oh, I, I, wow. I think. <laughs> That's you guys are. Whew. Uh, but I mean, that's, again, I could totally be wrong, but that's my, that's my read on it is that I think like he's gone too far in the direction of everybody wants to see him gone and, and, and it would be, to die. there you go. Uh, I just, here's the thing they've, they've made, I don't, I don't like chip chick. I don't like chick. Right. But like they've made him such a fixture of this season that like I'm going to be annoyed if it doesn't pay off. Like because otherwise you want it just to bug me. Like and I don't need like no don't do that. Like it has to pay off somehow. Like for not necessarily has to pay off in the sense that it's. FP's kid, but like he has to have some greater purpose other than just being that creepy thing that was there all season. Yeah, I could see that. I sort of don't like him enough that like he could leave town and it could never be resolved and I wouldn't really care. I mean, that's kind of how I feel in the same way that we felt that about uh, um, Grundy. Grundy, thank you. Yeah. Like, I'm just but like, I, I, just leave town, I don't care. <laughs> but I, I, I'm kind of, I could go either way with it. I, I definitely see where Chris is coming from. Just don't waste my time. I That's know Chick too skinny, but could he be the Black Hood? No. I really don't <laughs> think so. I mean, I, I feel like the idea of him as the Black Hood is such a lazy, would be so lazy. I also don't think he has the upper body strength. That's true. He's very wispy. Yeah, I don't think he has yeah, the mean, upper body strength to lift a plate. But that's beside the point. Well, that, well, but, but but I mean, it's a legit point because he's like the Black Hood needed to have at least enough strength to like hoist 
Grundy in the air so that he could do the strangulation thing that he did. Yeah. And so it's kind of that thing of it, it's really hard to believe that somebody who weighs less than Grundy could do that. I think it's adorable that you think they're going to take that bit of logic into consideration when they reveal who the black is. <laughs> if they haven't already forgotten that happened. That's a very good point. <laughs> Come on, you know how TV but, works. But yeah, yeah, I, you're you're not wrong. But you know, I'm trying to be something. <laughs> uh, I'm looking through uh, my notes. Like, I like I'm looking through my notes, and I made I made mention of some really dumb things that aren't plot driven. Um, Archie's dancing is very questionable at best. Uh, the like the cat as as the episode was playing last night, the cast was sharing a gif back and forth of Archie dancing, and he is terrible. It's bad. It's so silly and over the top, and it just doesn't make sense. I gotta look oh, for it now. And also, uh, rest in peace, Midge's wig. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, f- I find I will say rewatching the episode made me uh, finally look up the actress who played Midge. I don't have her name handy because I did not write it down uh, because I wanted to see what her actual hair looked like because every time Midge shows up on Riverdale, I'm like, that is such a weird wig to put on. Yeah. Her being and uh, she has really nice hair in real life it's just long yeah yeah uh one of our regular listeners who has like been dming me periodically on twitter uh last night uh spoiled the death for me because he just sent me a message out of the blue that said uh her sin was that terrible hair (laughs) yeah uh, Amelia Baranak, by the way, is her name. Yeah, I just uh, looked her up. And I think she's, uh, I think she's like a model or something. Like, I, I feel like I know she's acted before, but when I looked her up when she first got cast, I feel like her big thing was like advertising or something. Yes, I think you are correct. But uh, oh yeah, she I, mean, has I liked her. Really blonde hair. It doesn't even look like her. Yeah. Mm-mm. I liked her a lot. I'm sorry her go. I do. I think it's ironic that when they chose not to kill her at the beginning of the season, Roberto did that interview where he was like, well, you know, we have uh, we have Ethel on our show and, and we didn't want to do the Stranger Things thing. We didn't want to just like do nothing with a character like that and then kill her. And so we, we thought she deserved better. And then it's like you did like just the fact that she existed in the background for nine more episodes doesn't mean you did any less nothing with her before killing her this time. Right. <laughs> yeah. She still had more lines than uh, Melody. That's true. Poor Melody. Yeah. I uh, the Melody it's tough because like musical. It's tough though because I I do feel like to an extent. Uh, elements of that are victims of the show's own success. Like, obviously the shows did not utilize the Pussycats well last year, but I also think that the fact that everybody on this show is getting famous because of Riverdale means it gets more difficult to navigate schedules. You know, obviously Haley is blowing up. Uh, I assume, I know Asha's recording a, an album right now, so I assume that she's busy as hell and in demand too. 
And I kind of feel like I understand the practical realities of it. I just wish that they were managing this giant cast a little better yeah. or else managing their expectations better by like decreasing the size of the ensemble. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, I, as, when I look at someone like Haley specifically, Riverdale is making her blow up as opposed to she happened to have Riverdale at the same time. She also happened to have like altered carbon. And yeah, like it was, yeah. Cause if you remember when she came on the podcast last year, she was shooting that show. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's, there are, I understand that it's a big cast mm-hmm. and I, I, and I agree that they didn't handle the pussycats in the best way last year, but they're not handling them at all this year. Yeah. And that sucks. It really does. It's really, it's frustrating because I feel like there's no good reason that they can't like you have this giant cast and I understand that's frustrating, but I feel like there's no good reason that they can't have a big cast and also figure out how to make it work. Lots of shows do it. Yeah. I Calm down. Myself. Calm down, Ross. Yeah. I understand you're really upset about this Josie and the Pussycats. Thing. <laughs> uh my my only other note, uh, actually, I have two notes. One is when Archie went on his whole self pitying monologue about how he's not a hero and he's not a all of the things that Kevin told him he wasn't. I'm just like, that's correct, Archie. You are not. Let's move on. <laughs> um, you're definitely not. You're a me- you're in the mob. Right. Yeah. You, uh, my other note, and I you might disagree with me, Chris, but uh, oh, boy, I, I think it's interesting that Cheryl's got the whole thing about launching into a song to. Uh, to prove that she can sing. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't bad, but that was the weakest song she had the, tonight. Like, I, don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. It, it, it was not bad. I'm not, I'm not knocking her performance. I just thought that it was funny that like the one that's supposed to be the knockout punch to prove that she's is her, like the one that I'm like, eh, okay, it was fine. Uh, yeah, and then it was, she the, really... it was the duet with her and, uh, Ashley, Ashley was really kind of her shining star in that episode. No, absolutely. And that was really bolstered by the fact that the acting in that scene was great too. Uh, one of the things that threw me a little bit in some of these songs is that these aren't musical actors. And so the, the lip syncing is super distracting. And that was particularly true in Cheryl's first song because it's all about her. There was a lot of close-ups and like it's impossible not to notice the lip syncing. Whereas when they had the duet, there was a lot more two shots and reaction shots and shot reverse shot. And it was like, you didn't notice it as much right? or else maybe they were just better. Maybe it was something they shot later in the week. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's so it, the, the, the song with Ashley and Madeline had the benefit of being not only the stronger song, but also a much stronger performance by the actors. I thought, I would agree. I would ab- absolutely agree. Um, I also always prefer, like, in these type of things, like a partially bad lip syncing job than them singing, like, quote unquote, live. Yeah. 
So I like, I always sort of remind myself like, okay, well it's this or them like sing, sing actually like while, while they're acting, not just like dub it over. And I, yeah. I prefer the dubbing. So I'm just like, yep, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. I, I honestly don't mind it either way. We should point out that all of the music from the episode has already been released by Warner Brothers and uh, Water Tower Music. Oh, it's on Spotify, right? Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can get music, you can get it. Also, download the Archie Digest podcast while you're there. That's true. Are we on Spotify? No, but I mean on iTunes. I thought we were at one point, but then again, I might be thinking of one of my other. I have like 19 podcasts at this point. It's out of control. Oh, yeah, here we go. 11 songs on this carry huh. album. Are five of them sung by Alice? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, the first one is sung by literally everyone. And then... I Natal- actually thought that... Good. I actually thought that, uh, that Alice's song was, was pretty strong. Uh, yeah. Which is funny, because I didn't know that uh, Machen could sing. I'll tell you my 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 mention moment of the episode was the scream. <laughs> yeah, when she when she saw yeah. when she saw Midge, like that scream was such a good good horror movie scream. Oh yeah, absolutely. I loved it. I I should say I love her. I like I do. Like, I love the. I don't believe you. Yeah, we don't I believe you. I just have I just have had too. It's just too much. Can you have too much of an amazing thing? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You can't have too much Cheryl. See? See? See, Cheryl is a goddess. <laughs> but Cheryl is a teenager, and this is a show about teenagers, and so that's uh, Aha! Incorrect. <laughs> this is a story about a town. That's true. They said it He's from got the you very there. damn beginning. Uh, and guess what? Alice Cooper lives in town. I'm just saying. And the Black Hood is an adult, and he's the sheriff of this town. <laughs> no, he's not, Craig. Have you <laughs> seen the, tra- the trailer for next week's episode says Sheriff Killer on his car? I hate it. Or unless they're referencing the fact that he killed the wrong guy. I hate it. So he's still Sheriff I Killer. Think- I, I think it. what it is, honestly, I think that what's going to happen is that the Black Hood's going to kill somebody in jail again. Like, I think that the, the Black Hood's going to get into jail and kill somebody in custody again. And it's going to be like, what in the actual fuck are you doing not protecting people while we're on the cusp of the North-South Civil War? Also, isn't there one of the up- upcoming episode descriptions, doesn't it mention a sheriff who is not Keller? Or did I imagine? I don't that? recall. I don't recall. I know the the chapter thirty four episode synopsis says something along the lines of something happens in the sheriff's office that sets off the civil war, and I can't remember how they phrased it, but I I, just, I got the distinct impression that it was going to be like somebody was wrongfully arrested, or somebody was killed in custody, or somebody was whatever, whatever, and the South Side riots. Well, I I'm on Team South Side. I'm I mean, on team. Sheriff Killer is the Black Hood. Oh, God damn it, Greg. Not <laughs> his name. Ask KJ how to say his name. He would say Sheriff Killer. 
No. Yes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I'm looking at my notes. I don't. I think I. Betty is the worst investigative journalist. Next to Iris West and Cara Danvers. Not saying that out loud. <laughs> Ethel, Ethel is comically suspicious. Um, <laughs> like, she couldn't be more suspicious if she wore a t-shirt and said, no, it's me, I did it. Uh, which is insane. Like, of course. Of course. Oh, Ethel. All right, any final thoughts before we uh, go around the room and... and- Say how to find us on the internet. Uh, let me look at my notes. Hashtag Sheriff Killer. Archie can't you, should buy, you should buy a hashtag Sheriff Killer coffee mug or t-shirt at our Redbubble account. Redbubble.com slash user slash Archie Digest. That doesn't sound like a real thing. And do that before you rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you want to call it. Give us good also reviews. Good. Apple Music. Are we at, Find us. Put it. Put us on Stitcher uh, and all the other ones. What What are the other ones? Oh no! Put us on uh, Spotify. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I gotta figure out. I gotta figure out how to do that. Oh no, not you! I'm telling the listeners to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they can Boy. figure. They're smart. They can figure it out. They know like about internet and like web stuff. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I I overall I thought I was gonna dislike the episode. I ended up liking it quite a bit. Uh, it forwarded way more story things than I ever expected it to. So hopefully some yeah. of that sticks around. Um, and it was nice to have an episode that wasn't yes plot went plot moved forward, but it wasn't so jam packed with things that I felt like I had whiplash at the end of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like it, this felt like a good pace. So please do more like this. I liked that it had your typical Archie things, like from the comics. Like I said, you know, everybody getting together, doing the musical, whole thing with the car. You know, it just seemed a little more comfortable, I guess, despite what happened at the end. Um, I was kind of. I think it's also I'm not familiar with Carrie, so I didn't really feel connected to the music. Like I would have been if they were doing like a play that I knew or something like that. I mean, it's okay. I don't think anybody's musical. Do you want them to do? I don't know musicals that well. (laughs) Not Carrie. I don't know. Okay. Rent. They could do Rent next year. I despise Rent. (gasps) I'm telling Jesse L. Martin. We're not friends anymore, Russ. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Uh, This has been Archie Digest. A shitty podcast <laughs> that I'm never going to do again because Russ is a monster. It's about Riverdale or something. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a story about a town which was also a state on the license plate tonight, too, again. Weird thing I should say, by the way, uh, just because this is something that we haven't touched on. Uh, the Carrie remake that was, that was uh, who was it, Dakota Fanning or somebody no, a couple of years ago? No, it Grace Moretz. Get, get it together. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was written by Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa. Was it really? Oh. Yeah. It yeah, was, Roberto wrote the... pretty good, actually. Like, I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was... I, I remember, like, not understanding all the hate for it. I've only watched it the one time, so I can't talk about it in any kind of length. But I do remember realizing, because I was, like, looking up 
that sh- like I was looking that up for something where I was writing about the musical and on IMDb or whatever Roberto is credited as the writer. And I'm like, Oh, Holy crap. That's kind of interesting. And then I completely forgot to bring it up in any of the 10 podcasts we've had since the announcement. Oh, there you go. So how about you, Michelle? What did you think of the episode? I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect to enjoy it. And I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I like, like Chris said, I felt I didn't have whiplash at the end of the episode. The storytelling was a little bit slower. And it was mm-hmm. nice to have all of the characters be together. Because I yeah. feel like for most of the season, they've all been like in their own stories and very separate. So it was nice to have everybody together. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the Pussycats and Reggie. Yeah, where well, was Reggie? I expected him to be making fun of the musical the whole time. <laughs> Probably one of two things. Either one, they just figured there was too much stuff going on, or two, they actively did not want someone making fun of the musical since they know that there's a chunk of the audience that will be doing that. (laughs) True. True. Yeah, I can see that. But it would be so Reggie. It would. It would totally be Reggie, but I again, I feel like part of that would be that they wouldn't want to encourage those people, and then they also don't want to make them look totally like assholes. That's no, it's going to be an AT and T exclusive web series. Reggie there makes fun of the musical. <laughs> They'll just call it Reggie's, for that. Reggie's wise guy jokes on CW Seed. On CW Seed, exactly. Oh gosh, special guest appearance by the original Reggie. Nope, he's still signed <laughs> to Netflix. Boo. All right. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we start with uh, Michelle, and then yes. we can go around the room and, and talk about where people can find us on the wide world of webs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mimi C ten nineteen. That's M I M I C ten nineteen, and you can find me talking about other fun geek things at the hashtag TV Geek Podcast. Question: Yes, it's your birthday October nineteenth. It is. Okay. End of questions. <laughs> Who's uh, next? Chris? Gentlemen. Uh, I'm at Chris Hayner. C-H-R-I-S-H-A-Y-N-E-R on Twitters and the, uh, the old Instagram. Uh, at Waterworld Photos on Instagram. And you can find me complaining about TV and movies. Usually... <laughs> Not exclusively, but usually daily at uh, GameSpot Universe. GameSpot.com. By the way, Chris, who left that comment for you today? I don't know. About some shithead. Chris Hainer headlines or something. Yeah, well, so uh, quick aside, uh, David Leach, who directed Deadpool 2, was mm. announced to be directing an adaptation of the video game The Division. Right, which was not a well-received video game necessarily, and I wrote and I put out a headline. I put together a headline that made me laugh, and it was Deadpool Two director uh, is going to adapt a video game. Uh, this should go well. <laughs> and um, and then in the article, I just pointed out, you know, the terrible history of video games adapted into movies. Uh-huh. And this guy was not having it. He also argued with me about what he perceived. Uh, Mortal Kombat is a 
good movie. And uh-huh. I argued Mortal Kombat is an entertaining movie, but it is terrible. <laughs> yeah. It is a terrible, terrible movie, and he's wrong. But it's fun. I, I would argue that the only reason it is fun is because it's terrible. Amen. And, well, that and its awesome soundtrack that I want to fucking like dance to all the time. That's true. So right, anyway, yeah. Long story short, follow me on the internet. Go. Yeah. Also follow him at, at Waterworld Photos on Instagram. He's that already. He forgot. Oh, he did? I didn't hear that. I did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll t- I'll take a second shot. Okay. Like, yeah. Don't well, take it away from me. God. You know, just because I'm a copycat, I'm copying Michelle. Um on my Instagram, I am Vader1206. 1206 is my <laughs> birthday. There you go. You can also find me on the internet, ksitetv.com. My Riverdale posts are at Riverdale TV on Twitter. Um, You know, come say hi, read my stuff. I need the traffic. Thank you very much. God bless. You're welcome. And now... I don't actually use use my birthday in my handles. Uh, My birthday, (laughs) though, that's when they put Krypton on TV, so yay. so you're you Russo three two one, indeed, indeed. <laughs> no, uh, contact, uh, but you can uh, you can find me on the internet at Russ Burlingame, and or you can find me on the internet at ECV underscore podcast, which is the Emerald City Video Podcast. You guys probably know all about that by now. I actually host a bunch of podcasts, and I write for ComicBook.com, and all of that crap you can find in my Twitter bio or on the bio on my Facebook page. If you want to follow me, it's Russ, not Russell Burlingame. If you try to friend Russell Burlingame, that's my personal account, and I will say no. Am I friends with that one? Yes, you are, but that's because we actually know each other. Oh, okay. But Michelle is screwed. uh, I'm just kidding. But you can like, rate, share, subscribe, all that kind of wonderful stuff. You can, you know, make little campaign posters like we're running for office, whatever you want to do to get the word out. And uh, we'll be back in, I guess, less than a week, because in all likelihood, we're going to try to get back on the schedule of actually doing this the night of again. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back hopefully in less than a week, definitely in the, the vicinity of a week to talk about Chapter 31, which is called whatever the heck that's called. Actually, this was Chapter 31, but g- good. It's 30. Yeah. It'll be chapter 32. 32. Um, and there's a sheriff killer on it. That's true. And I also want to say you should uh, friend Russell Burlingame on <laughs> Facebook, but not the one that hosts the show. I'm talking about the older gentleman with the bushy mustache that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, good to know, good to know there's, there's more out there that aren't directly related to me because I am the third. So my father and grandfather are also Russell Burlingame, but they're not so on Facebook. probably his grandfather. I was like, I'm sorry if I just shouted out your dad. My apologies. No, 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 no. No, they're, neither of them are on Facebook and, uh, and neither of them has a bushy mustache. So you're good. Cool. Sweet. All right. Thanks night, everybody, everybody for listening. Peace out. I'm yawning.